Welcome to the Manager Map to Podcast Show. This week, I'm looking at audits and how to deal with them, why audits are important, and how to reduce the stress involved. I also want to look at how to deal with the auditor and get those green results you really, really want. So, let's get on with the show. All businesses, at some form, have an audit, be that a safety, a financial, a customer, an ethical audit. As a manager, being in a sustainable business that develops results, you will at some point rely on getting a positive audit rating and a score to make sure your business unit or your department is a success. Audit preparation and the audit day are hectic and stressful, which means it plays right into the hands of a good manager. Rely on getting a positive audit rating and a score to make sure your business unit or your department is a success. Audit preparation and the audit day are hectic and stressful, which means it plays right into the hands of a good manager. Today, I want to go through my experience of auditing, both good and bad, and look at what you can learn to improve those scores. My main experience of auditing has been in the food industry. But saying that, I've also been involved in things like engineering audits, lean audits, and also safety audits. All of them have a common theme that runs through them, and all are designed to stress and test the systems to make sure you're doing what you say you're doing. If you think back to the old days of before auditing, then they'd rely on the firms themselves delivering a result and a product. But nowadays, there's definitely going to be auditing needed in some way in the business. It's usually third-party auditors who will come on and they will be professional trained auditors ready to do their jobs and audit against your standard. There can also be standards such as BRC, which is where you have the um, an external standard that is usually audited by an external company. But all of them are all designed to make sure that you're doing the right things at the right times. I would say in the food industry, audits are more and more part of the business. Uh, and if you don't get them right, they can cause all sorts of problems. Not only because of the fact that you'll get pressure as a manager from your manager if you have a bad audit, but also the fact that food industry is a matter of life and death. So a well-run, safe and compliant business is in everyone's interest. There's some terrible stories on the internet if you search around food businesses that haven't followed the basic hygiene or um, allergen controls, which have led some some terrible and, in some cases, deaths, uh, which with proper auditing, could be avoided. We have all seen, um, when you have those tragic uh, food industries that have cut corners and don't work ethically, folks for the people's safety and their working conditions, that actually, with a decent audit, that could have been picked up. And in an operations manager's role, I would work closely with a safety, technical or HR to make sure that my workers uh, were producing a product that was safe and that the people were being looked after. Recently, there's been a big move um, for ethical audits, especially around uh, the idea of modern slavery and um, people working in, in places where they shouldn't work. If we think back to the, uh, the cockle pickers in Morecambe, uh, where we had uh, a disaster of people who were not registered, uh, were working illegally, and they, they tragically lost their life because they had broken the rules. And since then, they've tightened a lot of the um, gangmasters' controls to stop those kind of things happening. A lot of people focus on the audit days, uh, but the real work goes in before the audit. Uh, In food, we would say that we are audit ready every day. And in a lot of businesses, you need to be. I mean, in some places, you'll get warnings. You can have announced audits. 
so in some industries, uh, the schools, they would have an audit, but they'd be told in advance. Not, maybe not a long time, maybe 24 hours notice, but you would have at least some um, notice of it coming. But on a, a food industry, the audit day, uh, which is unannounced, can be very, very stressful. You know, you have a lot of things going on on that day. You have your normal stuff to get out. But when the auditor turns up, the focus of the senior team and everyone on the site is normally focused right onto the auditor. Um, now, when you look at maintaining standards, you say that you're audit ready. Now, of course, you are in, a, in regards to the safety of, and, and the food safety all the time. Those are the things that would be prerequisite. But the actual standards, there would be some form of last minute clean or last minute um, running around to make sure that you are ready for that audit when it comes. Uh, the company I've worked have, have encouraged us to make sure that we maintain the standards all the time, that we are auditing ourselves, which again is a key part of auditing, uh, to make sure that you are seeing the gaps in your standard prior to it. Uh, and if you are willfully walking past something that you know is a safety risk, a food risk or, or is unethical, then you really shouldn't be listening to this cast. Because I'm around making sure people are safe, that we're doing a safe product and people are being treated right. So if you know that you're working for a business that isn't them, you really need to look at what you and yourself want to do in regard to working for that business. Because at the end of the day, you could be, end up being prosecuted if there is a breach, especially on a safety issue. Um, so you really want to make sure that these audits that you may be prepping for and running through, if you are making deliberate acts to maybe break or maybe bend those rules too much, then that can have a knock-on effect to yourself and your team. And when it comes to being audit ready every day, you just make sure that your teams know what the audit standard looks like. So when you're walking your floor, when you're out and about, you should be really making sure that you're making them aware of what's happening on the day of the audit, but also all the time. So is the, the cleaning standards right? Are the safety guarding right? Is there the right people there? And that's all part of the audit process. Now, it can be very, very uh, time-consuming. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run you through some steps for the audit to make sure that you're ready to kind of go through this. And this can be applied to a number of different audits across the piece. Uh, just to put a caveat in, obviously you have the health and safety exec. Now, they can drop in any time. And through the COVID that we've had through 2020 and 2021, we have had HSE people coming to site to check your COVID readiness to make sure you're compliant. Now, those guys, they're very busy. There isn't many of them. Um, so you don't get a lot of visits from the HSE. But when they do arrive, re just remember that these guys could literally shut you down that day. They could close you, walk out the door, put notes on and be closed. So that, again, goes back to my point earlier of making sure you are safe and make sure your people are safe on that site. But let's look, step through some of the steps I find very useful when it comes to auditing and things I've done before. So let's go through the steps. So preparing for the audit. Now, normally, you know the standard. So when you've got a standard to apply to, then you need to make sure that your team who are accountable for that section and responsible for that section are working through it. So you're really testing it before. So what that means is you're stress testing the system. So as a manager or as a senior manager, put some time in the person's diary, either a technical manager, health and safety manager, engineering manager, uh, HR uh, professional, and go through it with them. What does the audit standard say and where do we think they are? Normally, you'll have a... a Pretty good idea, are you 80% compliant at the minute and these are the 20% gaps? And what's your plan to close it? The auditors would rather see a gap with a, an idea of how you're going to fill it. So if you've spotted your gap, then you need to make sure that you know how you're going to fill that gap. And then, as I say, stress test the system. Ask those questions. What happens here? What does that do? And then go and have a look. Go see 
So go out from the uh, paper environment. If it says we do this, go see it being done. And then, well, shock, ask the guys who do it. Do you do that all the time? Do you only do it when people are here? How often do you do it? What's your standard you're working to? You, you can ask those guys and they'll very much be honest to say, well, yeah, I do it when it's audit day, but maybe I don't do it all the time. Or actually, yeah, we do it all the time and it works really, really well. There's an old analogy about practicing hard and playing easy. If you practice hard internally and stress test yourself and do all those things up front as your due diligence, it'll make it so much easier when it comes to the audit. Now, I know it's difficult to know every single standard and we all know how people love making standards. I think one of the companies I worked to in the past, we had some like 250 lines of standards that you had to hit. That's a heck of a lot of lines. And going through them, making sure they're all capable and, and there means a, an auditing process which tests it weekly, monthly, however you're going to do it. But it does mean you might have some gaps. But that internal challenge is really, really important. A second point I'd say is involve all in the prep. So just because it is a technical audit, for instance, that doesn't mean it's just going to be technical people involved. And if it is, then you've missing a trick here because you've got all that experience and all those people around the place who knows exactly what to do. So why not involve them in the prep? And make them sure that they've got that first lines of how they know how to do something day in, day out, share the standard. That doesn't mean just plastering the walls with loads of paperwork saying this is the operating procedure. It's actually making sure those operating procedures work and are tested at all the levels. So when it comes to the actual audit day itself, you've done your prep, you've stressed test the system, you don't know when they're turning up, so they could show up any time. How do you do it? Now, I've always thought the first line of defence is your security. So you've got a security guard or a front office or a receptionist. Those are the people who need to be aware. Now, sometimes that gets missed because they're not working in your organisation. There could be a third party, could work for somebody else. And what happens is you don't get them involved enough. Make sure the security guards know that we are in an audit window, they call it, someone could turn up that's the point where they're going to challenge that person straight away because that audit is looking from day one from the moment they get to that business is it secure is it doing what it says i've had auditors and no word of a lie who've tried to sneak into the business so get as far as they can in either by tailgating into the car park going through the turnstiles blagging the way through can you open this door for me mate i forgot my card Getting right in, and I've heard cases, I haven't had it on my sites, where they've actually got right up to the, the door of the, the general manager, knocked on it and says, I am the auditor, and it looks like you're going to fail today, because you've got all the way through it. You know, So you've got to make sure your security guys are on point, which I'm sure they are all the time, but be aware that they're coming. And at that point, they're checking that person's ID. There's nothing wrong with checking. Can you just show me your auditor's ID or who you've come from, if it's a customer or a HSE? They would have no problem in giving you that information because that's what they're there to do. You also want to be aware that at this point, there's a good idea of getting the message out from security. So that might be a phone call to a certain person who would then escalate it. Well, I've seen places where they use a, an announcement system and they'll use a certain name or code. And that's designed to give everyone a heads up that um, can John Smith ring 2000 or whatever that number is. And as soon as they hear the John Smith, now, if somebody's called John Smith on your site, be careful, but get a name that people are aware of. If they hear it, they know there's an order to there. Forearmed and forewarned. And do the formalities. When it comes into the, into the business, you've got your auditor on, Go meet them or whoever's meeting them. Get them into the boardroom or meeting room and then assemble the team. But at this point, again, it's around your pace. Now, I'm not saying you're slowing the auditor down because a lot of auditors, they need 
through their standards to be inside the factory between 20 minutes to half an hour. So you can't slow them too much, but it's also it just gives you time to assemble your team, make sure your senior team are all there, and then go through the meet and greets. So you're talking about what they're there to do, who the standard are, who the people around the table are, how they're going to be involved in the day, two day, three day. But that's a good way of doing it. So you usually assemble at a pace to get everybody together, offer them a drink, get themselves settled. You know, be open and willing to learn from that person is another good step and good tip. So you're making sure that that person knows that you're not going to be arrogant. You're not going to have a massive ego. You're there to work with that auditor. They've got a job to do and you've got a job to do to show them how good you are. And it's a great way to showcase how good your system is or your product is or your person is or whatever that is. This is a great one to show to them. This is what we're going to do. But what I've done with them is always be warm. We've always been open with them. We've always said we're here to learn. I always say, you know, if you need to see something that please let us know. We're here to be transparent. There's nothing hidden. There's no agendas. Be really open with those guys. They are humans just about. So you want to make sure that they know that you're there to try to get that day flowing as well as it can. Now, some of the things I have heard people do is when you have a food factory, there's normally a warm or a cold place, is to take their auditors there. Let's take them to the cold or warm place first uh, and let's stay there for a while. Now, I know sometimes it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, that, uh, but I've seen this happen. Uh, But remember, be respectful of the auditor. They're there to do a job. They're there to apply a standard. You get good auditors, you get bad auditors. That's life. You get good people in all forms of work. You can have people who you feel, God, this is a, this guy's a pain in the backside. And others who, you know, really, it's a really enjoyable day. But whichever way it is, they are humans. You've got to go through it. So let's not start doing this silly games of playing them into the fact that you're going to stick them in the cold place for an hour just to put them off. Because that's just going to get the backs up. Now, there is some sort of dance on the day. There always is. We said you're going to be audit ready, but there's always a little bit of prep. There's always a little bit of show because that's how it works. It's just one of those things. But as long as you've been ethical and and you've been right with that person, you're not trying to pull the wool over or be maliciously hiding things, then that's fine. And sometimes when you are walking with an auditor, you're going to have to let some of the small stuff go. Whatever they're spotting, they're going to be writing down. Don't get too uh, hung up on it. You might want to challenge the, the later on some of the stuff really hard. But, you know, remember, don't go through a process of being the auditor and challenge every single little thing. They are going to find something wrong or something that's not to a standard because they've got fresh eyes. They're looking at things differently from what you are day in, day out. You become clutter blind. They're not going to see that. So just take it as a learning experience. But of course, in the back of your head, you might want to challenge hard at some point on some things, especially if they're going to tip you into majors. Uh, majors being the things that could really cause you some problems so have that right and also when you're walking with an auditor uh, make sure one of the people with you is taking notes of what you think the auditor's seeing taking some pictures and asking for some clarity if there is some sections that look out of control with them but make sure you're using positive language you know you're showcasing it so make sure you are being honest and open and showcasing it with them and all the way through it be engaging you know all the way through let's talk about having a coffee break let's have a chat and when you're on the lunch break Remember, that's still part of the audit, so remember how you, you, you're holding yourself up there, but buy them the lunch if they can. Now, I know that sounds a bit daft, but some uh, auditors won't even accept a pen. They consider it bribery. So just make sure you, when you do your opening meeting, can we get your lunch? You know, can we have a sit down? And at that point, talk around being the normal things. How long does it take to get there? What's your workload like? General chat. Remember, you might be there with them for two or three days, so you're going to have to be honest with them, you're going to be open with them. 
Um, and then what I do at the end of every day, another step is to ask for a wrap up. So how's that day gone? How get try a feel of how well you're doing against the standard. You usually know how many minors, majors uh, you're allowed to tip you from a green, amber, or a red sight. So make sure you're getting those in. And if there's things you can correct overnight, correct them. You might still get the negative mark, but it shows you've been proactive in fixing something that you hadn't realised was a failure. And also every morning, start with that prologue of how that second day has gone. They've normally gone to a hotel room and they've, they've had a think about it. So they might come back and say, I've actually thought about it and this wasn't what I thought it was. But actually now I've had a look at it, the standards have changed. So, you know, that might happen. Uh, another tip, make sure you cancel your plans when you get your order. It's going to be long days, so expect to be there for, for quite a while. Um, and be humble, you know, realistic. I've, I've seen people start rolling their eyes when the order drags on into six o'clock at night. It's just going to happen. You know, they are going to be long days. So just be aware you're going to have to stay around. Double team, triple team. So if it's a technical audit, have the technical manager there, but let them switch out. Let somebody else come in, might be a specialist in a certain section. Make sure you have breaks and refresh. Remember, there's one auditor, but there's a whole team of you. So just play it the right way. Bring people in, bring fresh people uh, teams in to make sure that they kept going and keep the energy going especially when you're going to be going through long days and uh, another really good important point to make is despite the fact you might have done a section in day one the auditor may revisit that section again so don't be too scared uh, and and don't be too fearful that that person might go back so because you're supposed to be audit ready day two should be the same as day one make sure your teams are still engaged make sure they're all keyed up and just make sure they're in the right area when you need to um, and obviously try to get your grade uh, there at the end of, of the days so when it gets to the wrap-up meeting normally the audit will say you are a green site or an amber site and they'll go through the points and at this point you might want to challenge something that you really think's wrong you might want to say, well, I, I don't agree with that. And that's in your capability to sort of do that. So challenge hard, challenge fair. But also, if you've got the grade, then shut up and move on. You know, there's too many people start arguing about a, a, a one point, which would make no difference in the big score of things. So why do it? Take this grade, move on, get your improvement plan together, which is the next step after this, the improvement plan process. Then get moving through it. Just to wrap up, auditing is part of business. It's part of management. It's taxing, it's testing, it's long days, but it can be enjoyable and it can be learning for yourself. And it's also, as I said, a chance for you to showcase what you really do well. So don't be too sort of, um, it's too onerous in the, the fact that sometimes the audits are a lot of fun. You can do them right. So don't worry about it. Enjoy it. Uh, and and when you get to the end of it, you've got to have a long look in the mirror and say, was that grade fair? And did we know that were a fair grade? And if it was, then that's fine. Get your plans in to improve. If it wasn't, you've done everything you can to get yourself as good as you can as a business. Well, thanks for listening. Now it's over to you. You have the background of why it works. You have the content of how you can deliver results. You have the step-by-step -step guide. Now it's up to you to take action and start seeing the benefits. So what are you waiting for? Do it. Nothing comes from nothing. Okay, that's it for Manager Map this week. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Map podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing, please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Map. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermappodcast at gmail.com. 
or visit managermat.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.